Welcome to Verging on Greatness, a podcast about films that verge on greatness, but mostly just wallow in mediocrity, with your hosts, Mike Porkfeld and Craig Cerventi. Hey, Craig. Hey, Mike. Welcome to my house. Thank you. Welcome, listener, to the podcast, which is called Verging on Greatness. This is a podcast where me, Mike, and my friend Craig Hi. talk about movies that are just not quite yeah, there. They they're could be a little better. Pretty close. Mm, they don't quite hit the mark. But and, and try and understand what it is about the way that it's structured. Is it the casting? Is it the the look, the feel of the movie? Why why does it not achieve greatness? And what would we do to make it great? And well, we're totally qualified to do that. Oh yeah, yeah. I've got an armchair and I sit in it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Qualifications. Just <laughs> I'm qualified out the union. Up the wazoo. Up the wazoo. Um, now, uh, spoiler, spoiler alert, this is a podcast where we're going to talk about everything to do with the movie. Um, so don't listen if you don't want to... Or do, and then complain. What's going on. Or but you you've can. been warned. Yeah. So, yeah, true. Sodgers. Um, all right, so tonight we're we're taking it back. We're taking it back to a movie that I I know it was re- it was released in the same year that I was born, nineteen eighty two. Well, technically it was released. It was made in eighty two. Made released in eighty three. Released in eighty three. I know people are a stickler for details. Thank you, Craig. So You're welcome. It's Blue Thunder. Mm. Blue Thunder, and this was my this is my first time, first time watching you this. Lucky dip. Watching <laughs> this movie. Um, uh yes, surprising film. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say it was interesting. Uh yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. It was. I'll 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 come clean early. Uh, I saw this film in the eighties. I was a very young child, and it left a lasting impression on me. Man, you must. Yeah, my parents rented this from the the VHS store and and um, brought it home, and I watched it. I was just like. Helicopters are fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> Roy Scheider is fucking cool. Yeah. 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 English people are always bad. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's English. Dastardly. It's dastardly. Brits. Brits are just ruining it for everybody. But yeah, um, I saw this film. And, and, it, um, was a, and it was a big hit. It was, it was a very big hit of that year. It was the... Uh, I was. I had this stat up before. It was the seventeenth highest grossing film of nineteen eighty three. Um, and do you want to know what the biggest hit of nineteen eighty three was? And will never be surpassed. Oh, I should be able to guess. But it's I'm Return just, of the just Jedi. Jedi. Yeah. And thanks to all its re releases, like all of the biggest hits of nineteen eighty three were like in the sub hundred million mark. Mm. Um, Return of the Jedi two hundred thirty million plus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not accounting for um, inflation, obviously. But okay. Yeah. So Blue Thunder is a distant seventeenth, but that's yep. that's that's still pretty respectable. It was for, a yep. for a movie. Well, for this movie. Yep, seventeenth. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give it too much shit. It was Academy Award nominated for Best Film Editing, <laughs> and and it beat out into number eighteenth place Yentl with Barbara right. Streisand. Bless Fuck you, Babs. <laughs> Well done. Well done. I bet you Barbara was just pissed about that too. So this is so this is post this is post Jaws. Yep, by some years. But it's it's way before, well, not way before. It was a few years before Top Gun, which is yep. like the the quintessential airplane movie, yeah, like, or, or yeah, flight 
technology. Yeah. yeah. I don't think this movie inspired many people to run out and join up with the LAPD helicopter division. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there was a run on applications Monday morning after seeing this Friday at the theatre. No. Uh, yeah, Top Gun, however. Everyone wanted to be a naval flyer after that. Yeah, so. yeah. It's... Yeah, I, I say it's a I say it's a weird movie, and I'm giving it a bit I'm giving it a bit of shit. Because, um, <laughs> no, this is my childhood. You're ruining my a, <laughs> script. Script is a bit of a hot mess. <laughs> it is. So this is written by um, Dan O'Bannon himself, um, and if you're unfamiliar, Dan O'Bannon is the man responsible for the script behind Alien. Um, he is also the man responsible for the film. Return of the Living Dead, which is a highly underrated zombie film and very amusing to watch. And the the director of this, you said, John Batham, made it continued on with the military technology yeah, kind of yeah, thing yeah, yeah. with war games. War games in the same year. Um, war games in the same year. Yeah, hardworking guy, and then yeah. and then Short Circuit. A couple of years on. later, yeah, two years later, he came out with Short Circuit. It's, I'd kind of like to like. <laughs> Watch these in reverse order. Start with short circuit <laughs> and just watch the protagonist age. <laughs> yeah, because I guess in short circuit he's got um, Ali Sheedy and Steve Guttenberg yeah. um, are the protagonists and Johnny Five obviously, and um, uh, Matthew Broderick. Yeah, Matthew Broderick. Yeah. And um, War Games, fantastic film. But yeah. yeah, yeah, Whopper. But yeah, you're right. He certainly has a um, an affinity for um, technology run amok. Um, and I watched the behind the scenes of this film, which was included on a Blu-ray that I don't have, but right. YouTube's a thing, people. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, Dan O'Ban and um, John Badham uh, both claim that this is their homage to 1984. George Orwell's 1984. Wow. Yeah. I remember the part vividly in George Orwell's 1984 where... Um, Two helicopters. Which is an attack helicopter. Uh, yeah. Two uh, helicopters dueling, yeah. Dueling, <laughs> dueling over the streets of LA. <laughs> or whatever whatever dystopian future they were in in 1984. Um, Area 1, I think it was called. Or something yeah. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there you go. So, uh, yeah, so breaking down the scripts. So you've got a, um, a police helicopter pilot. So the, and Vietnam vet. And he's, and he's a former Vietnam vet with the, with the stoic name of Murphy. Murphy. Um, I would like to point out the soundtrack has um, the, the, the theme song is called Murphy's Law. Of course it is. <laughs> um, so you, 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 don't, you don't find out a lot about Murphy and you never really do. You don't find out much about him at the beginning or, or throughout. In fact, if he's... He's essentially got one character trait, which is that he tests his intelligence. Oh, or his, his intelligence is his sanity. sanity. He, tests his his, watch. he tests his sanity with his watch by setting it to count up to a minute. And if he can, if he, he can accurately in his gauge. head, can accurately gauge whether a minute has passed, then that means he's sane. <laughs> There's got to be some. There's got to be some um, popular sci- uh, popular psychology theory of the time that made it into the script, where some woman said like, if you're a psychopath, time passes slowly, or if you're oh. um, clinically insane, time passes quickly, and that's that's how that made it into the script, right? Uh, Dan O'Bannon was up late one night watching something <laughs> on on cable TV, and it must have been like some talk show, and then he had to have this Freudian character come on with a thick German accent saying, "If you can judge a minute." Yeah. You can tell the time. Yeah. <laughs> you are it's, not crazy. That's something along that like I've yeah, it was that was a new one to me. But he's um 
But yeah, but he's a, he's a, he's that's a, really all you need to know. Oh, Roy Roy Scheider is yeah. the is, is the actor. Um, and I, I think I think defending this film from the get go, um, if this had been anybody else in that part, I don't think I'd be able to defend this film nearly as much as I want to. I, I love Roy Scheider. <laughs> <laughs> I can see the look on Mike's face, which is like, oh, I'm not sure Roy Schneider is going to save this for you, Craig. <laughs> I think we got, I think we got a couple more. We got more trouble. I mean, <laughs> don't shit on Roy Schneider. Yeah, he's pretty. Yeah, he's yeah, he's very he's, mm. he's likable kind of kind of. He's an affable guy. In, in any situation, um, he's got he's got the right look on his face to kind of make that you permanently make, tanned look. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure he is just leathery, made with, yeah that leathery Californian look. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it makes you kind of it makes you want to side with side with him. He's got a bit of it's, is it a smirk? Yeah, I'd, I'd say he's got a smirk. A smirk. Academy Award winning Roy Schneider. So he's. Um, you wouldn't quite call him a hot shot, would you? I guess he's a bit, no. he's a bit grizzled. He's a bit grizzled. He's um clearly he's come out of he's a he's a Vietnam vet, and I think it was getting popular at the time when this film was made, or or at least becoming more acceptable to portray Vietnam veterans as being flawed or damaged mm. characters. I mean, because he like he had those uh, war yeah, things. Yeah. He come out of World War One and, and Vietnam War, and like it's all those John Wayne films, and it's just rah rah rah. And yeah. in those Vietnam films, like he had those early Vietnam films with John Wayne like the Green Beret and that's mm. made in the same mould that um, the World War Two films are like it's all they're all heroes and they're mm. doing a heroic thing and I don't think that was a popular motif like Green Berets if you watch that today it's just awful it's the worst mm. kind of um, propaganda yeah um, but it was at that time like I think that by this point they would have had Platoon um, they would have had oh, um, really 82? yeah Platoon was around that time it must have been similar. You mentioned the big chill earlier. Yeah, that doesn't, doesn't on the face of it look like a war film. But it does have a character who's had his wiener shot off. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So I think and I think so you, you do you do get a sense of the damage done by 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 damage done by, by war. Yeah, I think it was well. certainly getting popular at this time where you could display characters from oh because you would have had um, first blood um, Rambo first blood. Oh which, yeah, yeah. So you know yeah. these damaged war veterans who have come home and have been like trying to integrate them back into society. Mm. So I think there's a little bit going on there. Yeah, and so he's the very very beginning. So he's yeah he's got this test of his sanity, and, and his boss is also giving him a hard time because he's supposedly wigged out and, and kind of he's, yeah he's, 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 he's zoned out a little yeah. bit on in flight kind of a few weeks ago, and so he goes he goes up in the air and he's got his he's got his new sidekick that he's training, played um, by Daniel Stern of yep. Home Alone fame with the with the unlikely name of Lyman Good Lyman Good. Um, and so he, he takes him up and, and so you get a bit of exposition, you get an idea of what his day looks like. Yeah. He's showing this kid around, around what kind of what their job is like. They make a few busts. They help set up um, a few things. Yeah. They yeah. spy on some and naked then, lady doing yoga. Yeah. They fly the over f this famous, famous, um, Voyeur you know, spot. <laughs> an initiation ritual, which is you get to, you get to go and fly outside a, outside the home of a, an attractive lady who does nude yoga who does nude in her, yoga in yeah. her mansion with, with a huge 40 foot high glass wall yeah 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 in the worst possible place to do naked yoga in your house yeah so yeah. they're off and like helicopters are loud and <laughs> <laughs> she's, 
She's got to know that's happening. Um, yeah, that helicopter is not quiet. That's implied. <laughs> yeah, that's part of why she does it. Yeah, because she's got um, an audience. You know, yeah. you know, get a stage lady. I'm sure you can make some money, but you know. So, um, in 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 doing so, and that that comes back again. Actually, there's a there's a kind of teenage, uh, like sexuality, um, to a, a later scene as well, which we'll come back to. Um, <laughs> But so any, anyway, on with the script. Um, so they they miss a they miss a bust. They miss a um, they're not on hand to help um, um, and with a, with a um, uh, a break in an, an assault. assault yeah, um, which is presented as a rape. Um, although there's from what you see, there's no chance of rape. So it's obviously that like they're setting it up as like a cover up. Um, but so they they miss it they 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 miss that because they're, they're checking out this checking out this bird and, and so the councilwoman uh, forget her name gets shot. Um, I, yeah, I wrote it down. McNeely. McNeely. Diana McNeely. So it turns out that it turns out that the the victim of this assault is like a um, yeah an important politician and yeah. campaigner for uh, something. Um, Insert. Yeah. Plot McGuffin here. She's a yeah. She's a, a figure. She's a figure in the script, and so they they miss out what's going. They 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 miss the chance to make the kind of. Although help. Murphy does spot going into it that there's a junker that needs to be picked up. Yeah. That's parked on the road, yeah. and when they the go car, back later, an abandoned car. And that that flicks his cop sense, and when he goes yeah. back later, the junker's gone. And yeah, yeah. Um. So they. So they get they get grounded for this. Yeah, because the, he gets told off. The, the bosses the bosses getting a hard time because they're like, why wasn't the, the mayor's crawling up his still, ass? They still managed to they managed to they they wound up shooting the two the perps. Yeah, um, but I guess the I guess the theory is that if if they had been, been around, if they'd been there with the chopper, they could have closer than they could have prevented or stopped or ran interference. I don't know. I what are they um, going to do? How fast can a how fast can a, a chopper like that scene must have taken. All of forty-five seconds. Yeah, to get from point the, A to for, point B. For those for those guys to assault the lady. Yeah, then, I don't think they would have got it. And for her to shoot, like for them to start shooting each other. Like, yeah, there's not a lot of time passed. No, <laughs> it's pretty short. Um, <clears throat> anyway, so they get grounded, um, and then. But um, it's got that great scene with Warren Oates, and he's like, "You're supposed to be stupid, kid." Um, don't <laughs> <laughs> Warren Oates playing the, the chief Braddock um, in what would turn out to be his final film. He died um, um, one month after photography finished on this, but um, Warren Oates is the as the chief is fantastic in this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this all all of this this is basically the entire first act. There's a there's a, a, a scene with a so um, Murphy has a has a girlfriend on and off again um, girlfriend an on and off kind of girlfriend. Uh, name we looked up it's called Kate um, and so you meet her played by Candy Clark Candy Clark of and American graffiti fame so that's a, and that's essentially your first act and mm. then um, second act begins uh, um, Murphy rolls into the office and he's reassigned to a, a high-profile critical mission <laughs> mission test so yeah um, he's does, no but he does he does he does the great thing he gets suspended and then he goes rogue cop 
And he goes oh, he does, back he does, to the crime scene. Little, he does his own little investigation. And he finds a, he finds a, a little bit of paper, like with a critical piece of evidence on it that links to something else that'll play into this later. Yeah, that the and guys that you just saw collecting all the bits of paper have missed. missed and it it's a big bit of paper. It was slightly higher. In yeah, the yeah. Tree. If only they'd, they'd raise their eyeline yeah. above the horizon <laughs> to look up at tomorrow <laughs> to see, oh, there's a clue. Um, but no. Um, but this was the 80s like clearly like they have one one written copy of something and that's the only evidence yeah yeah um so yeah and so it takes it that's your that's your first act and then it, it takes a complete takes a real turn at the first turning point and suddenly becomes a different movie because he's uh um for for no reason whatsoever in fact despite all all the reasons not to he gets assigned uh, to test a new piece of helicopter technology, and so the, the the second act kicks off with him being taken away to him and his boss going to a um, testing facility, a demo. Army, yeah, army testing facility. And they go to an, they go to an army demo, and so you get about you get about a ten there's about a ten minute scene where they just it's basically helicopter pornography. Yeah, yeah, military porn. Yeah, where, where this helicopter blasts um, all these red cardboard cutouts or plywood cutouts and um, you get to see lots of examples of it being surgical being able to shoot targets in a bus and not doing terribly well <laughs> well they, yeah they say what it like like one civilian for every, every 10, 10 terrorists, terrorists. <laughs> and then roy roy schneider's got uh, and it's like, those, those are acceptable odds and 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 roy schneider's not if you're one of the white ones you know? <laughs> <laughs> roy schneider he's so good the 80s was a, a beautiful simple time when just the fact that just... they're red and white does yeah. it for me like <laughs> Like, I can just imagine the production designer coming in there one day and they're all painted like in Arab brown. And, <laughs> <laughs> and someone turns around and goes, No, no, you no, can't do that. It's got to be the, the reds. It's got to be the reds. Commies. The commies. Get them in there and they go the back commies. and paint them all red. Okay, terrorists are all commies, yeah. people. You got that? <laughs> so they oh, so the other thing that happens at the beginning of the, the beginning of the second act is that you meet um, Colonel what's his name? Cochran. Colonel Cochran, um, um, uh, the bad the bad Brit. The bad Brit. Malcolm, yeah. Malcolm McDowell. Malcolm um, McDowell. Who's the? Who's just chewing scenery the, here? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. He's had his guts for garters. He's on a diet of scenery. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, so he's the he's the he's the bad uh, he's the bad guy. He's the you can tell because he's, he's got that that, that, that you can tell scarf. He's British and he wears. And he's, he's yeah, a, and he what, wears what would you call it? Like a cravat. Like, yeah. <laughs> Around um, his neck. Yeah. And, he's clearly um, very poncy. Um, so that yes, and and so you know that he and Murphy he and Murphy have some have some bad history, and so they they clash right up front, and then there's a little there's a little a, a, a natty little action scene where. They go on a they go on a flight together. On is, the follow my leader. Yeah, ostensibly yeah. so that so that a chance for is that the one where Murphy flies the test. No, so that's um that's he. I'm not sure if he flies it then for the first time, but he certainly um, he is challenged to a follow my leader by um, mm. 
Malcolm McDowell, and he has sabotaged Murphy's. Oh, helicopter. that's that's right. He's he's sabotaged. So they're in a normal. normal they're in a normal police helicopter. Normal police helicopter. And um and then they get challenged to a follow my leader with yeah. a helicopter that's been sabotaged with the hope of um I guess Murphy dying because um. Uh, Malcolm McDowell's clearly had some he had that conversation with that room full of government people obviously and he's yeah. like completely unsuitable for our purposes yeah. and there's like we've got to make an arrangement to get him out of here and, and um, that's oh, that's right that's his attempt to silence Murphy yeah which and it's a, <laughs> amazingly it succeeds mm. Um, they crash the shit out of that helicopter. And those construction workers into are a, really pissed. Into a construction <laughs> site. And then they somehow manage to... He makes a, he has a line where he says, Oh, we're just going to make a little house call as he's crashing <laughs> a fucking helicopter <laughs> in the middle of a city. And and um, um, and, uh, and, and, and orbiting overhead and he's like, They've had a crash yeah. somewhere in the Vegeta area. <laughs> and they landed land at a construction site. They, and they somehow don't die. Die because all, all these construction workers bust in and were like, "Fuck you guys!" Yeah, they're really what angry. Are you doing? Like, holy shit! How dare you crash Full? a helicopter? Sucker! <laughs> oh my man. god! Yeah, it was those, the '80s. Construction workers. Those man. LA dudes. Oh, they don't take, they don't take they shit from nobody. <laughs> and they're in police uniform too. This is clearly not the '90s because. Yeah. They would have been running scared from the LAPD for fear yeah. they're gonna get fucking shot. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! I happen to have some Italian in me. I might look a little too brown for the LAPD. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, and there's a there's a there's a, a, a subtext as well where like the um with what the what the why they were introducing these helicopters in the first place because it's a it's a it's a military grade attack helicopter. Yeah, it's a full on a full on attack it's, helicopter. It's, 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 it, they're introducing it to the to the police force. Yep. Um, because they've got the Olympics coming up, and, and they're yeah, talking about crowd control right. from Murphy, the air. Murphy drops a line and he says, "We've he's, tried he's before says, and it didn't um, work." Police police helicopters are not allowed to be armed, mm. and they yeah they they mention it's because of the Olympics and the heightened. Security threat, heightened security threat. So you do, you get a, you get, I guess there's a sense of that kind of escalation of that 1984 kind of es escalation. Yeah, of, yeah. Um, Which is kind of funny when you put it in context because you look if you go forward to to 2001 with the with 9/11, like that's the pretense to up the scale of what the police well, can do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and exactly. so it's kind of interesting. Like the film was sort of talking about these sort of introducing elements to. That we have a terrorist attack which will change mm. this which will allow us to do these other things and I thought that was kind of interesting like they were really ahead of the time with some of their ideas yeah. that's that's something that we look back on today and go oh that actually happened this yeah. is this film going this could happen yeah. and it could happen at the Olympics yeah so the I mean the the, the first half of the second act really um, yeah, there's a there's a few weird scenes. There's a, a fairly pointless scene with Kate when they're going to the. Where the she turns around and she goes back down on one way street, which is seems purely, oh, a purely for the foreshadowing because she, she's going to have some work to do later on. Yeah, and then she's clearly a, clearly a, a, a competently bad chase. driver. Yeah, so they're they're setting her up there, and that's the that's the sole purpose of that scene. Um, and so you, you kind of get these two storylines with the detective story and the helicopter story. And there's a big exposition scene where they just show them around the helicopter and they show them how cool all the yeah all this, yeah, yeah. All kit is. There's, there's a lot of technology. And porn. it's more te yep. more technology porn there. And there's a 
The minigun is on the front, it's controlled by the helmet, so all you have to do is look at your, turn your head towards the target and, the, and it will die. Um, and it's got a, and they, they kind of show off a bunch of the other tech as well. It's got like a microphone and they do a, they do some plot, plot work as well where they set up the, the tape, how the tape recorder works. Yep. It's got a tape that records everything that happens while you're flying. And, and that's gonna that's gonna play a part later on. So they, they do some. They and do you can erase the tape remotely yeah. somehow. Um, so they do a bit of eighties <laughs> technique technological magic people. So they do a bit of plot work there, and then they get so they so then um, Murphy and Lyman get, they they're up in the they're having their first test flight in this helicopter, and once again they're using it to they using it to check out. Lyman good uses the he's it's got a high tech camera and he uses it to look down the top of a prostitute. Yeah, from from four thousand from a thousand feet or whatever it is. And yeah, they're listening to they're listening to her <laughs> trying to make a deal with some John. Yeah, and he's busy um, oogling and hawing and groaning over the screen, scratching at it. And, oh yeah, yeah. And they, oh, and they go and they they go and check out They test out the mic by. Um, they find a they find an LAPD yeah, bike. Yeah, Murphy spots a spots a bike that he recognizes, and they and they're able to they see test the, out the. They test out this mic, um, and it turns. They can hear the they can hear the owner of the bike boning some broad and letting it down. <laughs> <laughs> but he's got the best name ever. The guy's nickname is Double Door. Double Door, yeah, and so yeah, yeah, <laughs> kind of. Shoots his water and she, she starts chewing un- him out. Because <laughs> she's unhappy she's, about it. She, she's, not, she's not gone the distance. And this is what I mean with this, this, this weird... Who is the 80s? Like, you can't like have an action movie 14, without... 14-year-old sexual... <laughs> fantasy. Fantasy. I, I think that's all Dan O'Bannon. <laughs> that's how they... I mean, look, uh, it's it's... We've not come that far because you look at Game of Thrones and you look. Oh at the, yeah, they you look at the sex, sex, position. sex position that's yeah. used in Game of Thrones. How do you how do you make this exposition? How do you, how do you make this exposition more interesting? How do you how do you get Oops. people engaged in this in this this amazing technology? Tits. Boobs. Cleavage. <laughs> <laughs> Sex, 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 sex jokes, <laughs> sex jokes, premature yep. ejaculation. Oh yeah, double dork. All that. Yep. All that. <laughs> um, so eventually, eventually, finally, they actually something actually happens. They get yeah, they, so they come back to the so they get the spotted. Place. They get they they wind up eavesdropping on the um, yeah. They come back and find Malcolm McDowell leaving, and they know well they well they eaves they they hear him first, so they record them in a meeting. Yeah, no, no, no they come oh, back to the no, they come back right. to the, to the, right. the station, they're... and as they're about to land at Astro Division, they um spot him in his is a is a cor- Stingray Corvette yeah. leaving at great pace. And they decide to um, to blow off the tower and pretend that the, the radio wasn't yeah. working and um, fly off after. And they spy on him with his government crony mates. Yeah, and, and they, so they get some they get some info about like uh, proving that the the helicopter is going to be used to for crowd control. Um, they're planning and and that they they put a hit out on the. On the politician, it wasn't. Yep. It wasn't just. She, random, she was. Yeah, she was opposed to random plans. rape because she yep. was. She'd found out what the plans were. Yeah. She'd found out what they were using this helicopter for, and so they they took her out, and so they've already they've been recording all this, and then uh, Malcolm McDowell conveniently opens the curtain and he spots them outside, and yep. then, the, then the gigs up, and then suddenly st- the story starts moving forward again. 
in a Which is really a, rapid pace. A blessed relief. Um, <laughs> and then, yes, stuff starts happening again. So um, the um, Lyman Good gets... So they, they land and Lyman Good makes... He does a shifty with the tape. Yeah, he swaps out the tape. Swaps out, swaps out the tape and then he gets... Um, he gets as, he gets assaulted by some goons. He somehow manages to escape them, even though he's got his hands tied right behind his back, back. And he goes on a good long run. And he goes he goes on a, goes on a good long run as a as a fairly good action scene, and then he gets run over by a car. Yeah, um, by the by the there's this um I forget his name, but you'll know him when you see him. The shifty looking. The guy. shifty looking guy. I think he basically played shifty looking guy. I think it's Paul Lambert. Isn't um, he dark? No, he's not. Uh, gosh, he might be. He's one of those guys that's been in everything ever. Yeah, um, if you need a bad guy. If you're one of the bad-looking bad, bad guy. Yeah, yeah. And he, he's not an attractive man. Um, much to his... He's got, like, the potmark skin. Like, he's yeah. just every crook ever in the 80s and 90s, yeah. I suspect. Um, and he does a really good job of it. He's quite a menacing... Yeah. He, he, yeah, he's a menacing guy. Um, so, um... Oh man, we should move this along. We're taking too long. Um, <laughs> so they, um, Craig's gonna look up the name. No, no, keep going. Um, so Murphy, Murphy steals the helicopter. Effectively, and, now we're into the 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 meat and the meat and potatoes of this film. Yeah, Murphy so, steals Blue Thunder. So they they don't manage to find the tape. Murphy managed. It turns out that Lyman Good has recorded the whereabouts of the tape. In, in the, the heli- chopper. In the chopper. So yeah, Murphy's in the chopper and he's he finds out that Lyman Good has left him a message. Figures out where the figures out where the tape is, it's at some drive in. Um and so he steals he steals somehow steals the He steals, steals the, the helicopter. helicopter. Yeah. How does he even get in? Because he's got he's got like an APB out. Yeah, yeah. So they because he's he's listed in. as the, the lead yeah. suspect in yeah, Lyman, Lyman Good's. He still manages to stroll in, sit yep. in the helicopter, listen to this message like he's checking his voicemail, <laughs> and then and then just steal the helicopter without anybody particularly noticing or caring. Yeah, there's no, there's no. He doesn't have to crawl through an air duct or anything. He just no. walks. He walks in. Sits well, down. He's, he's in the helicopter. He sneaks in, sits down, and then um, someone turns up and tries to get him out. His his friend, and he pulls a gun on him, and and, oh, yeah. and he runs off, and then he's like. Fuck it, and he puts the helmet on and he takes the helicopter. I'm glad they leave these things fully gassed and the keys in. That's like. it. <laughs> How convenient. <Yeah. laughs> Jeez. Um, um, and so he gets in, he gets in touch with Kate. So so this is Kate's Kate's kind of reason for being in the story is that he Murphy's in the air and he needs Kate to actually get go to the dumpster, pack up, pack up the tape from the drive-in theater. Um, so she duly does so. And, and she's got the cops chasing her, and so he kind of most of the most of the second part of the second act, he's just following her around in the helicopter, helping her um, out, helping helping her out, dissecting terrif- police cars, terrifying the cops, <laughs> um, and yeah, dice- and distracting them fr- and making sure she can. So like he, he, they're about to get her at the drive-in, and he swoops down and he kicks up a bunch of dust in their face, and so she can get away. Um, She's pulled over on a on an overpass, um, and in in a great great bit of uh, cinematography, um, he raises emerges, up, emerges, emerges next like I don't know how they, they they were having normal conversation with that helicopter <laughs> underneath the bridge, and they're like just <laughs> casually talking to her about getting out of the car, and he just appears, 
Yeah. Um, uh, I guess, yeah, he has that whisper mode that he seems yeah, to yeah. turn on and off, like that's very plot convenient. So, so that, yeah, and so ultimately they're trying to get the, trying to get the tape to the news station yeah. so that they can bust this. There's a, there's like, a reporter so that bust this yeah, conspiracy. Bust it wide open. Um, and so, so fin- finally they, they achieve that and then, um, Malcolm McDowell decides what he's going to take. He's he's going to take. Anderson so they have a couple of goes at getting him out of the air. So they they um, first they, oh, they get up, some. Yeah, that's they, right. They get some. If yeah, they uh, first fly out fly out of some um, some regular police choppers yeah. with some guys with some assault rifles in the back, uh, yeah, yeah. and that doesn't go yeah, well for them. Um, and then they scramble some F sixteens out of Andrews, yeah. um, and then um, that doesn't go so well for them either. Oh, uh, there yeah. is. We must. Yeah. It, there's a scene at some the... point we get into the third act. I'm not sure exactly where the turning point is, but um, yeah. So the um, it, be- it becomes about him evading some of these. Yeah. Um, yeah. So these he's obviously an experienced assault. combat pilot yeah. from Vietnam. Yeah. And um, he, and I sh- I should also point out that throughout the film we've had like flashbacks to him being yeah. involved in some awful thing in Vietnam where he's piloting, and we find out going into the third act or in the third act there that Malcolm McDowell was there as well and oh, yeah, they were interrogating that's some VC um, uh, fighter in the back um, combatant in the back, of the, chopper, yeah. in the back of the chopper and Malcolm McDowell throws him yeah. out of the back of the chopper um, so you know just further cementing how bad a guy um, Malcolm McDowell is because yeah. he's just killing enemy combatants just now. English just English through and through through and through I don't know how he made it into the US Army anyway <laughs> Um, anyway, so yeah, so there's there's a, a really cool scene where he's so he's trying to avoid the heat seekers yeah. from these F 16s <clears> and he, he hovers down just above a, a barbecue <laughs> chicken, chicken restaurant. restaurant. <laughs> there's some great comedy there, like because they they're, yeah. they're, they're looking up like this. So apparently, in that that clear hot house. They can hear the helicopter hovering above. Yeah. The cops a couple scenes earlier couldn't hear the helicopter underneath the bridge. So it's, yeah, <laughs> so it's, it's got it's got this chimney, and so the heat the heat seeker um, zeroes um, in on the zeroes chimney. in on zeroes in on this hot chimney, and then there's an explosion of chicken. <laughs> chicken goes everywhere. <laughs> and I was looking into this, and apparently they used they used real chickens when they real barbecue chickens because. Um, and the, the criticism was, why didn't they use rubber chickens? And um, John Badham says, rubber chickens cost $10. <laughs> Barbecue chicken cost $2.50. <laughs> so they, they, they had these crates of, of chickens that they just dumped on the street. And um, apparently, um, and the, the commentary is, is interesting as well, just in general. Two times... Um, in the course of um, the commentary, they bring up homeless people. So homeless people came out to watch the helicopters because they could only film on Sundays mm. and it sh- shot over six weeks where they would shoot the helicopters over LA mm. over a six-week period on Sundays. And apparently the, the homeless people of LA were not happy that their Sundays were being ruined by these helicopters overhead. Um, and then, But apparently during the chicken falling down scene, a lot of homeless pe- people appeared out of nowhere to help them clean up the chicken. <laughs> so they cleaned up this chicken. And um, so much chicken grease wound up on the road afterwards that they um, they were filming a stunt that involved some cars stopping. Um, and one car was meant to stop but didn't, and it just ice skated <laughs> a whole bunch of chicken <laughs> grease <laughs> that was left on the street. So just, wow, <laughs> that's why you use rubber chicken, I guess. But... <laughs> Clean up your 
clean up your chickens people. just clean up your chickens folks but yeah um yeah but beyond that yeah, um, that is a really that is a really cool scene that is and and, and then so finally the finally the the f-16s give up they're they're out of gas and the, yeah they've been going they, they pull them because they're they're, they're doing just do they're just destroying this place. yeah because they blow up a, a skyscraper in, in downtown yeah. la as well yeah he's um, they're just failing to get to him and so um Malcolm McDowell takes matters into his own hands, and he goes. Yep. Up, he goes up in his own chopper. A little first, helicopter. The first thing he does is he, he catches he catches Murphy off guard, and he he, he disables the minigun. So uh, that, he disables so the target so that it can't aim. Yeah. So that it can only, so that it's only pointing forwards, and so that that makes it kind of a bit more of an even even fight because so far yeah. Oh, and he also he also injures Murphy as yeah, well. Yeah, he's shot he in the shoulder. Him. There's blood all yeah. over the inside of the helicopter. So that that kind of evens up the fight a little bit, or at least or at least swings it swings it yeah. out of out of Murphy's favor. Yeah. So that so that it's a little bit more triumphant. When yeah, he, and you were, when you were, he as he obviously does finally. Yeah, um, and then. Um, Candy Clark gets to the news stu- studio yeah, and yeah, she, gets, she the, gets the the tape across to the reporter who, yeah. who points out that the Fed, one of the Feds is in the building and, and he ends up in a gun shoot gunfight with with um, security in the building yeah. and then um, there's a shootout between Malcolm McDowell and and the, the protracted helicopter fight sequence mm. which is really well done um, and um, Murphy finally gets to loop the loop the loop with the helicopter yeah, which is something he's been trying something that's been teed up that he looped the helicopter yeah and much to everyone's disbelief um yeah. so and he loops to get around behind get around behind malcolm mcdowell so that he can so what the hell so that he can waste him and then he wastes him and, and then he wastes him and then, then he, he lands in front he lands the chopper in front of the the final kind of act of fuck you is destroy the chopper land the chopper in front of a front of a train and then walk away from the explosion yeah as, yeah as, as the music train, swells yeah as train destroys and and, as and the, it freeze frames it freeze frames and um it plays over the sound of um casey wong who appears in the, who's who's the the journal the, the the news anchor who was clearly a fixture of la um mm. news at the time because he turns up as the news anchor in robocop three oh, years right. later i'm casey wong um so I, I haven't looked into it but i assume he's a real okay. reporter yeah but um yeah but it's there's a there that's the movie um, woo-hoo. um very exciting film uh, clearly best movie of 1983 mike what do you think so the <laughs> um yeah some of the, the helicopter action scenes uh obviously the, the this movie's reason for being yeah there. yeah that, that's the meat and, potato of this so and, uh, yeah I mean they're pretty good I guess <laughs> so you were saying earlier um and and I I was looking into this as well that apparently the what this movie started with Mur- the Murphy character being the antagonist of the of the film and the whole film was building up to him being in this technological marvel mm. this technological terror over yeah. L A shooting up LA and then um, him having to be brought down in some way yeah um, which is more of the more of the traditional action movie. technology thing where you've got a you've got a hero who who, who is facing facing the technology the antagonist has the technology or the upper hand has, the antagonist yeah. has the upper hand and the hero's got to use their guts and their guiles or their will or whatever yeah, yeah. Um, superior intellect yeah, whatever and the grit the determination yeah yeah or just um, blind luck yeah uh, or, yeah um but, but so, so this movie but that, this movie turned that around yeah so they chose so, not to chose not to take it that way yeah roy scheider has he has the technological upper hand he's already proven himself 
more than a match yeah. for F-16 fighter jets and for anything else they can throw at him. Which, which, so, which is what makes that second half a bit weird. Because, yeah, because it's the other way around. This movie was written for him to be the antagonist. Yeah, and for the whole second half, he's in charge. He's always likely to succeed and he has the upper hand because he, he has... The, he has the kit. Yeah. He has the gear. He has a superior piece of technology. Yeah, so it's it never and even and even when it's disabled, um, and it becomes a fair, you know, a fair kind of battle. S- semi fair compared to um, You still don't have you still don't have quite the same just doesn't it doesn't have quite the same satisfaction in a narrative sense from a hero overcoming all odds to succeed. Yeah. Actually he comes in he comes in with the with the kit. Yeah, with the superior piece of equipment, or or with the sorry, in this case, the inferior piece of equipment because it's damaged and he's injured, so he he is not as yeah on paper a, a an easier match for um, Malcolm McDowell. Yeah, yeah, and so I guess like we were talking about, we we're talking about that, and, and like films that do that are are more modern films that do that are like um, I, the original Iron Man yeah. from ten years ago, um, the final fight between. Um, Obadiah Stone and Tony Stark and yeah. Obadiah Stone is Ironmonger and he's in the, the copy of the Iron Man suit which is bigger, stronger, better, yeah. um, faster and he is defeated by um, a, an, an inferior and running out of power Tony Stark Iron Man mm. um, suit um, purely by Tony Stark's um, wits. That's the only mm. way he wins. Um, That's an option they never they never employ here. You never get a sense that he's running out of gas, even though that dude must be running out of that helicopter gas. must have been running he's out of gas. He's been up there for hours, hours. Um, hours and hours and hours. Those jets had to go home because yeah. they ran out of gas and they were shooting up downtown LA and they couldn't have any more of that. And the yeah. mayor, the mayor was stressy about everyone being on the phone to him. So. Yeah, it's like there were a bunch of different ways they could have gone with it. Yeah, and so when you look at with well, my my takeaway from this is, is um, Dan O'Bannon really just wanted to have a story where um, the LAPD were the bad guys and that they had a helicopter over um, LA shooting up the place and um, it was a technology run amok mm. and they needed some antagonist to come a protagonist sorry to come along and save the day by you know getting him caught in power lines or something. So I wonder why they changed it. I I, I bet you I bet you this was a studio thing. I bet you this was a. Um, I bet you the studio came along or the producer came along and went no you, you can't have a movie that for the, the entire third act you've got a guy who's behaved like an asshole all the way through this actually taking lives and kicking ass no one's mm. going to watch that film we need a we need a film with a hero that we can get behind and but it's but it's the like you can you can do that as long as you've got a, as long as you've got a protagonist to defeat him yeah it's almost like they didn't want it's 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 almost like they didn't want the helicopter to be defeated, like yeah, like that. They, they, that they, was... they didn't want the technology to seem fallible, right? They no, wanted, that's interesting. They wanted like that was the we can't we can't have this, um, we can't. The, they're so determined for the for the technology to to, to win at win. the end of the day. Um, maybe this is maybe the, maybe what this is is like a Vietnam Vietnam re- retelling in. Um, like, because in Vietnam, obviously, they had all the technology yeah, in all yeah, the world yeah, yeah, versus yeah. the Viet Cong, um, who were fighting with guns that were 40 years old. And they still got um, their asses handed to them. Um, and there was still um, 
they they went home and at the end of it maybe this yeah. is like like a cathartic sort of like yeah, here's know. the technology and now we win we it's, get to win it's just a yeah it's just a weird feature I don't know you, why you didn't have because why you didn't have uh, you could have two two of the helicopters or you could have one helicopter and two you have a good pilot and a bad pilot and the bad pilot takes it takes the helicopter at the end and then the good pilot has to he has to do the you know, come up with the trick where he disables the disables the aiming of the gun, right? Um, and and you know uses his wiles to to defeat this. You know, and then you get then you've got your traditional man over machine. Yeah. So have you seen the movie? The, mach the machine is the machine is superior. Have you seen the movie Firefox? It's a Clint Eastwood film from '82. No. Um, and it's um, again, it's one of those these um, technology run amok films. Okay. Um, so in Firefox, um, Clint Eastwood plays this pilot, who um, again, it's almost a carbon copy of um, of Blue Thunder. The story is very similar. He's a pilot. He's travelled. He's contacted by some shady government types, and he's sent to Russia to steal Firefox and not the web browser. Um, to steal Firefox, which is a, um, uh, a very fast, highly, highly advanced fighter plane, okay. and fly it back. And um, in that movie, that's exactly what happens. They send another Firefox to yeah. shoot him down. Yeah. And um, they go and they... Um, and then it's him versus this Russian pilot, and then Clint Eastwood has to win by the, his his wit and yeah. superior skill when he's evenly matched in technology. So I don't know why they didn't try something like it's, that here. Well, it's just, it's your, it's the obvious, it's the obvious kind of most obvious flaw in the, in the movie is that the, the payoff is just isn't satisfying because it's just, but that helicopter sure does look sweet when it's run over by the freight train. Oh, it looks amazing all the way through. It's, it's the, 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 the way the tech must've, must've looked in, in some of the, you know, sort of the the action shots of these two helicopters. Yeah, there's yeah. A, there's, you know, there's a, there's a scene fantastic. where they, they, they go th they're going through an aqueduct. They're going yep. under bridges. Bridges yep. in this in this aqueduct. Um, so the yeah, the photography of it is amazing. Um, how 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 did you feel about the helicopters just shooting the shit out of each other in this urban setting? Like, um, got, well, the first thing that comes okay, to my mind is like. What time of the day was this and what day of the week was it? Because um, I think, I can't remember what day of the week it was. I think they say what day of the week it was. There are people in those buildings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There are people. A lot of people died. A lot of people <laughs> just died <laughs> for this film. So, yeah. you know, there's just zero care given. And at one point they're shooting up. They're firing bullets all over downtown LA. And um, yeah, people died. There were yeah. a lot of people dead yeah, and have. wounded. <laughs> <laughs> Caused an incredible amount of caused an incredible amount of havoc. And, and again, this comes back to one of my favorite one of my favorite pastimes to think about with films is what happened the next day. Yeah. Yeah. Murphy's going to jail. There's yeah. no way like he he uncovered a government conspiracy in the, in the eighties. I'm sure the Reagan administration was just pissing their pants about that. Yeah. Because um, they were just three years away from the Iran Contra affair. They didn't care. It, their life's going on for them. These these guys, nothing's happening to them. Um, mm. Yeah, uh, no, he's going to jail for the rest of his life. He he is a very bad hombre. <laughs> <laughs> he, and and Candy Clark, she's going to jail too. <laughs> yeah, I've I've been an issue. I've been an issue with her her character. Like, oh, she's just 
I, th- I think she has maybe four scenes altogether in the film. She's critical to the plot, but only, mm. only because he's stuck in the sky. Yeah. So he can't he can't move things. But for whatever forward. reason, he can't land the he, helicopter. He can't, this move, time. he can't move anything forward on the ground. So she has to actually she she, she has, has to progress the plot by getting this tape that Lyman Good has hidden to the um, reporters to the news station. Yeah. Why don't they just use Lyman Good? Well, he's dead. Why does she? Why did he have to die? Why but he has to die so that so he like it ups the stakes. I guess he ups, right? I guess he ups the stakes. He ups the stakes, so they're serious. Like they're they're not gonna they're not gonna slap these guys around and send them home. You know, tired and feathered, as it were. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna kill you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> gonna run you over. With but that car. I'm, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest. Who hasn't wanted to run Daniel Stern over? <laughs> Because <laughs> in just a few short years, he's going to be robbing houses with Kevin uh, McAllister, who's been left yeah. at home all alone, uh, home alone, if you will, with um, Joe Pesci. <laughs> with Joe Pesci, and they're going to be the Water Bandits, and just just think, like the world did not need that. Yeah, we did not need that. We as a society deserve better. <laughs> um, yeah. What else? Do you know what the um, movie that came to mind for me with the the kind of some of the helicopter scenes. I think in in terms of in terms of the way the pilot looks, there's, there's, it's it's less. It's not a very active thing flying a helicopter when you're flying a plane. Like there's yeah. a sense that you look you're looking around and it's it's it's, it's just a bit flash. More, it's just a bit more actiony where the 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 flying the helicopter doesn't seem. There's no, um, it's not there's as, no acting to do right, right. for the, the like. You still get a you still get a sense that it's it's a terrifying and incredibly dangerous thing to do, but visually, inside the cockpit, not much goes on. You he's kind of just sitting there. Yeah. Where I don't know. It, it would make for a better. It would make for a better film if he was just kind more of more active, ducking a little bit, kind of moving his head from side. To, <laughs> I don't know. Just... So, fun fact, Roy Scheider um, uh, was actually in the Air Force, um, like he served, okay. and he actually he actually can fly helicopters, which was, uh, that wasn't key to his casting. Well, um, they, had a, they had a stunt pilot in the back um, who was doing the flying um, that you can't see, because yeah. that, that's a real helicopter, yeah. and, um, and it was set up so Roy Scheider could... Be in a real helicopter while they're flying around. Maybe that's maybe that's a problem. Because I, I, I don't feel like you get much of a payoff from from his the way he portrays what's going on. You almost in, you almost need helicopter. a scene where they're out of the helicopter where he confronts Malcolm well, McDowell in the flesh, as it were. The, the movie the movie that I thought it was True Lies, where oh he, yeah, he also he's not flying a helicopter. He's, he's got like a jump jet, jump jet, Harrier you, jump jet. You, you get you just you get more of a sense, even though it's he's stable. Yeah. You just get you just get more of a sense that he's he's active. It portrays, he it, it portrays more of what he's actually going through. Yeah, the through cockpit the, comes the way that and... the way that he moves, even though he's piloting a thing that is. So yeah, if you're in a plane, it's fine because you're moving. Yeah. Um. But in, in something that's essentially hovering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the sky. Well, um, I guess that's the difference though between like John Baden and no no slight to him he's. He's clearly made some decent films. Um, but James Cameron, like, you know, you true lie. Yeah. James Cameron really knows what an action movie yeah, looks like. He knows what it needs to look like. And yeah. he knows that he knows that whatever's going on with the vehicle, yeah. you're the driver, 
needs to be ducking and, and ducking and, and weaving. weaving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and looking and, more into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 how you you sell that you sell that aspect where Roy Roy Scheider for most of the for most of that maybe, final maybe sequence is... looks looks very casual. Yeah, looks very like casual. Driving, looks like he's driving a bus. <laughs> <laughs> with a and twenty so, millimeter, uh, with a Vulcan cannon strapped to the front of it, yeah. And so does and so does Malcolm McDowell. They both look like they're driving buses. <laughs> so apparently, apparently Malcolm McDowell um, was terrified of flying, um, and so in all the scenes, like he would, he would be after the scene they'd called cut. He would, he would apparently be putting his head between his knees and hyperventilating. Really? Yeah, he was terrified. Yeah. And um and Roy and maybe maybe that's the point is he was just trying to keep it together. And whereas Roy Schneider, um, he has um, time in the seat and on the stick, as it were. And he's just like, this is how it would be. Like, you yeah. would be the steely-eyed missile man. Yeah. Um, and maybe that was the problem there. He brought too much realism to the part. But yeah, who yeah, knows? Maybe. But who cares? Those action scenes are great. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's been... I, I'm going to go on the record. There's not been a more um, satisfying... Uh, helicopter duel in cinema where i can't think I, I was trying to think of other helicopter action there's a so action don't, movie don't come up very often no there's an action movie that came out i can't remember the name of it um but it came out post um top gun and it's effectively for helicopters what top gun, top gun was for navy flyers so yeah. it's effectively um i guess they were hoping that guys would run out guys and women would run out and join whatever division of the army that was that would make them become helicopter pilots but i don't i i remember seeing that movie and it did not leave an, a lasting impression on me so i don't yeah. think it was particularly good yeah yeah but. okay so what are we what are we saying about this movie <clears throat> this is possibly the greatest film ever made <laughs> <laughs> the score alone it's amazing we should all watch it. It should be committed to some library somewhere. How would you make this movie great? Um, I don't know. I think I think um, I don't think you could make this movie today in the same way. Like I don't think an American audience would be happy with you flying helicopters around downtown wherever, shooting up downtown. I just don't think the American audience no. is, is receptive to that well, idea. You, just, you do it with superheroes, right? Yeah. You don't do it with... But you saw that backlash in Man of Steel. Like In Man of Steel, have you seen Man of Steel? No. So in Man of Steel, um, the, the whole climax of Man of Steel is um, General Zod from uh, in, and Superman yeah. trashing Metropolis. Like, yeah. literally trashing Metropolis. Buildings falling over on themselves. Yeah. It's a, it's a work day. And so coming away from that film, um, oh, yeah, see. coming away from that film, you're like, Superman doesn't kill people. Um, and like in Superman 2, the, the Richard Donner one from the, the early 80s, um, which also had General Zod in it, um, a big part of that was Superman saving people. And Zod and his cronies worked out that you, could, you didn't have to defeat Superman. You just had to put people in danger and Superman would go off and save them. But part of the... I came away from that film feeling a little icky because a lot of people die. No one dies on screen, but lots of people do. Those buildings fall over and people aren't getting out. They don't go yeah. to great lengths to show throngs of people escaping yeah. up the street. They don't do any of that, which is one of the major criticisms of that film. Um, but yeah, I don't think you could make this film today without people going, that's seriously wrong. It would, it would be, if you made it today, it'd be over Fallujah or it'd be in some... 
war-torn area of the Middle East, mm. you'd do this. That's how you would yeah. do this film today. Yeah. Um, but um, when I read that Dan O'Bannon had originally envisioned this film being um, primarily um, antagonist-driven, and that it was the antagonist you were following the entire way through, um, that sounds like a, an interesting movie to me. Like, it's not your traditional action hero fare. Um, Roy Schneider is a troubled guy. He's got PTSD. Mm. He's um, he's pushed to the edge. He's keeping it together only just. I wonder if you could do it with a like with the because he has a co-pilot, right? I wonder if you could. I wonder if there's a movie in there where they're both in the they're both in the chopper together and like he's he's running amok and the co-pilot's kind of co-pilot is the one who is potentially the protagonist. Yeah, and he's the and one he's trying wavering, to talk him down. He's kind of. Like he's kind of he's he's kind of he's convinced at one point he's on he's on Murphy's side and then he's changing his mind and um, there's lots of paranoia there's like lots of opportunity for paranoia and yeah. it's like imagine this film like shot today you've got a, a pilot um, who's come back from Afghanistan Iraq yeah. um, and he's off the edge and he's flying around an ex military military grade hardware um, that's been appropriated by the police department whatever. Like, I think there's an interesting film to be made in that. Like, I think yeah. there's an interesting movie in here. I just, I think this was not the best way to have approached it. Yeah. Um, I agree. I guess that's why we do this podcast, right? But um, I think there is a, there's a, the, the, all the bones of good story are here. But I think there's two films in this. One is a, a conspiracy driven, all the presidents yeah. film yeah. about um, an evil industrialists um, trying to, and big government trying to, um, force a situation where they can put these helicopters in the streets. Yeah. And then there's another film in here with a with a traditional police detective story arc where he's yeah. trying to un, uncover that plot with a with a big piece of technology payoff at the end. And they so, almost need to be different characters, don't almost, they? Almost, yeah. Come, who wind up coming and fighting together at the end, their forces combined. Yeah. The technological mastery and the detective... So you maybe you replace that Candy Clark character with um, a female detective who's paranoid about like all this stuff, and you've got this pilot in the air who's um, busy running around shooting up downtown downtown LA because yeah. he's got that whole paranoia. They're trying to kill him, and she's busy putting the pieces together of all of these various parts that have come together to culminate in him being framed for something yeah. he's not responsible for, and then she. Is like I've got the tape. I've that's this through this contrivance where she's got the tape that proves that it was this other crowd who have been taking advantage of the murder yeah. character, and then that's and then that's how it winds up. Like maybe there's a story that that might be a better way to approach that yeah. story. Yeah, there's a few different ways. There's different ways to do that. There's more. There's more you could do with this. Um, but the and it's in its current form. It's it looks great. Sounds great. It sounds great. It's edited so well they it's, gave it a nomination yeah. for an Oscar. Yes. And um, the um, the score, which is one of the few soundtracks I've actually tried to buy, and you can't buy it anymore um, without paying $130 for some collector online. Yeah. Um, and I may or may not have tried to illegally download it and failed at that too by Arthur B. Rubenstein. It's amazing. But yeah, ultimately, I think. Even, even more, ultimately, the most amazing thing about this movie is the tagline. <laughs> So I'm going to read because, because Craig owns this. A, Craig owns DVDs and B, Craig owns Blue Thunder. I bought um, it proudly. They, they had the ultimate weapon and the perfect plan. 
but Murphy stole their thunder. Yeah, this is wallowing in mediocrity. <laughs> <laughs> that tagline nearly pushes it over the top, but no. I love this movie. It's yeah. horribly flawed. Um, I think there's a good movie in there, but no, I think this is well. And it's got some really interesting concepts, ahead of its time concepts. I, yeah, I think I think you're right. I, I'd agree with that. It's it's ahead of its time. Uh, I don't think they quite knew how to make the movie that it should be. Um, I think they, yeah, precursor a movie like um, Top Gun and also uh, in, in terms of the way they marry the action with the personal storylines. Mm. Uh, and and also with some other a lot of other technology run amok mm. kind of stories where you have a um, you have that payoff in the end is the it just it, it has to be the hero overcoming the technology yeah and it's not the, the technology hero, that wins the it's hero, the hero the, that wins the hero can't be in the technology just just pulling the finger to everyone else who is trying to take them down yeah yeah that's, yeah that's not satisfying. Well, what was that folk story? Was it, is it Henry Adams? Um, and he's the guy who's building the railway and he, he, he beats the steam engine for digging and he's like with his sledgehammer. Is this an Americanized thing that Kiwi kids I don't... don't yeah. I don't, know, I don't know what you're talking about. There's a, there's a, there's a kid's story along the similar lines. The... Um, a little engine that could? No, I think I can. Um, the, <laughs> someone on the steam shovel might... Like in a steam shovel or something. Right. Like that. And there's a steam shovel and he, he digs. He digs faster than a steam. Digs a bit of hole and all the other, all the other, like the diesel engine. Right, right, right. Shovels. I think that's the same sort of thing where yeah. it's like, it's just harkening back to like a nostalgic look at something. But yeah, I don't, I think you're right. I think there's a story there where ultimately it's not. I guess it kind of is a little... I think they try for that at the very end where he's like, I'm going to do this loop-to-loop and that's the skill yeah. part coming and the, back. And the courage. It's the, yeah, I've got the and guts to do it. And, it's, and, it's, and it's the guts and, he, and he's overcoming, you know, the... The limitations. He's, he's overcoming his doubts that his bad experience in Vietnam have left him with where he's questioning his sanity. Um, you know, so I, yeah, there is a, there's a character progression and an arc there. Mm. Um, but it's just it's lost because he isn't he has the upper hand all the way through all the way through yeah he's likely to he's likely to be the victor yeah because he has this he has this superior um, piece of kit yeah well um, interesting film ahead of its time still wallowing in mediocrity in its current form alright I agree alright let's wrap it up so uh, my name's been uh, Craig this time I think I'm Craig <laughs> I'm Mike okay cool thank you for listening uh, hit us up on Twitter verging, at Verging on Greatness uh, NZ any, at Verging on Greatness NZ if you've got any any movies you want us to do um, comments on on our inability to pronounce things we'd love to we'd love love to get love to get your ideas yeah, fantastic alright we'll catch you next time alright